0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we slowly start to shift focus from the international break back to domestic football. Brendan Rodgers says he wants to add quality in January but won't beg players to come and believes European performances have been good up until this point. Rangers, of course, have that extra day to wait before the trip to Aberdeen, so what is on the minds there? And still on the Scotland front, the pots are pretty much confirmed after last night, so what are the dream and nightmare scenarios for Euro 2024? I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, we have Cammy Bell and Kenny Miller. You are bang smack in the middle of it, gentlemen. The international break is starting to come into the rearview mirror, and we're just about ready to get back to the domestic stuff, Kenny. Uh, but not quite yet. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm on the countdown. I have been, uh, I have been all week. So it's starting to build, like you say. But we're slap bang in the middle of this week. Can I be just getting over the Scotland scene? And obviously, as much as it wasn't two brilliant results, decent enough performances. We're already qualified. I'm sure the players had an enjoyable uh, celebration on Sunday night. Uh, but they, like us, they'll be all looking forward to the domestic action kicking back off this weekend. Yeah, you can't beat the domestic action for me. It's, um, as Kenny says, a build-up to it and everyone's looking forward to it. Some big games this weekend as well. Celtic, again, can stretch the lead and put the pressure on Rangers to go up to Aberdeen and, and get a result. So it's going to be an interesting weekend ahead. Come on then, 01419511025. Why not give us a call right now? And I know that lots of you exist out there that even although Scotland are very good, even though they're much better than they used to be, even though they're heading to the Euros in Germany, I know there is still that group of you out there who do not get interested in international football. So this is the night you've been waiting for. I've seen the comments out there on social media. I've seen it all. Come on, let's get back to talking about domestic football. We need you to make that happen. 0141-951-1025. You can even tell anything you like anything about the return of domestic football in terms of today's news stories it was Celtic's AGM today were you there what did you make of it what did you make of the points that were covered Brendan Rodgers did his press straight afterwards and some interesting stuff he's looking ahead uh, to January obviously wants to add quality but says the squad is too big 32 at the moment how can he add to that without trimming numbers away uh, of course the break gives managers all over the place the chance to take stock and look back a little bit and Brendan Rodgers has done that he says there's a bit of a, a narrative seeping in about Celtic's European performances but does actually think it's been good up until the second half in Madrid uh, so I wonder how you feel Celtic fans at the moment we'll play Brendan Rodgers clips you can react to them and get all your thoughts in on the return of domestic football 01419511025 uh, Rangers fans still a bit quieter on your front it is Sunday of course the trip to uh, Aberdeen, you can get your early thoughts in on that if you so wish. How's that for a fixture to kick you back off on the news front? A bit quieter, but Ross McCausland, new contract, that's the sort of hope I think for a lot of Rangers fans in the last few days. How important do you think it is to tie that up? I've even seen rumours about Ryan Kent becoming available. Wouldn't that be quite something? Uh, what would you make of that possibility? 01419511025. And there's still probably a bit of life left in the international debate a bit later on in the show as well because the pots are now pretty much confirmed. Yes, there are playoffs to go, but we now know, as of last night, all the automatic qualifiers. 
So it'll get so I'll get one of the producers to stick a tweet up with the outline, and you can give us your dream and nightmare draws. Who's the one we want? What's the one we want to avoid? Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. It's good to have a major tournament to look forward to, though, isn't it? Long way away. Long way away. Looking forward to it, absolutely. But there's a lot of things to be decided mm. between them. And then, you know what, even in terms of the, the squad, I'm looking at, what, is a 23-man squad? Yep. I'm sure there'll be 18, 19 already on that plane. As long as they're fit and available, and they're not absolutely having mm-hmm. a, a stinker, you know, I think there's already 18, 19 that'll already be on that plane. There's always these weekend of three or four slots that will be available for guys to earn that and they're going to need to earn it. Or there, there's even time, plenty of time, for someone to play themselves mm-hmm. into, into Steve Clark's thoughts uh, to, to make a late charge for the team and, and be a real surprise going into it. So a lot a lot to look forward to, absolutely. Uh, wonderful tournament, great achievement, brilliant campaign. But uh, all eyes on domestic stuff up until then. Yeah, but that's the beauty of this now, Cammy. As Kenny says, because people are trying to play their way in or stay in, that, that, that can just run as a theme throughout the rest of the domestic season as well. Um, it might. We were discussing it last night. It could be as, in some people's mind, it's as many as as maybe twenty or twenty-one that are, are almost nailed on in that squad. Um, so yeah, it's going to have that every weekend. If someone does something spectacular, every time Lauren Shanklin scores a hat trick, or every time. <laughs> Xander Clark lets in a goal, that's still going to be bubbling away between now and next summer. Yeah, listen, exciting times first and foremost. Uh, something to look forward for for all the Scotland fans, everyone involved with Scottish football. They look forward to a big, big tournament. So congratulations to the squad for qualifying. But as you say, the number, I, I don't think, knowing Steve Clark and what he's like, he's very consistent in his picks. I think there's probably three spots, maybe four. But obviously, Kenny, as you mentioned, there's injuries that can play a part in this as well. So there could be a number of um, available slots, but I can't see Steve Clark changing it too much. And you know what? Moving into January as well, if there's anybody who's not getting a game for their yeah. their club teams, Me they've go. got they've got the Euros in mind. They've got to be thinking. You know what? If I'm not going to be playing, there's a major tournament at the end of the season I want to be part of. Is there a potential to move? Is there a loan move there just to be getting game time? Because the last thing you want to do is be falling out of favour, even around about March time, and you're not really playing leading into it, February time, leading into that summer. Someone else grasped that the opportunity. Big one, we spoke about the last time last week. Um, off air actually was Craig Gordon. Craig Gordon's back playing football. Um, there was question marks over the goalkeeping spot. I don't know if Craig Gordon can get enough game time between now and the end of the season to try and get his still in that squad. But I'm pretty sure that's on his mind. I'm pretty sure he's pushing mm. himself to get games for Hearts and then try and get you still in that squad. But come on, I said it before because I know it's true. It is an absolute guarantee despite all this excitement for some people. I know lots of you just much prefer domestic football and it's just around the corner. If you've had enough of the international discussion over the last few nights, it is up to you to change that tonight. Pick up the phone right now if you can. 01419511025. How much are you looking forward to the return of the SPFL this weekend? What in particular are you looking forward to? If we're getting club specific, Celtic fans, early thoughts on January from Brendan Rogers. What do you need? What do you want to do in January? What areas do you want to strengthen? And who do you need to move out to try and make that happen? Because he says the squad is too big. He also says that, or certainly alluding to the, the feeling from him, that the negativity surrounding the Champions League group has been a bit exaggerated. Feels like performances up until the second half in Madrid have been pretty good and that's the one uh, that's done the damage. So all thoughts there, please. 01419511025. Let's hear a bit from Brendan Rodgers. There was a bit of looking back, a bit of looking forward. Um, 
here's what he had to say on the forthcoming January transfer window and what he will be looking for. When we sat down in the summer, we understood uh, what, where we were at and of course some players then move on that you maybe don't expect to. Um, we're also aware of the Asian Cup, so nothing surprises us. We, we, we know where we're at. It's just now about the, the availability. And for me, it's now about getting players in that are uh, going to improve us and, and be better than what we have. And uh, that's something that's important. We've got a lot of young players that are there to develop and grow. Um, but you also need players for the present, and that's, uh, that's what we look at. 22nd of November, never too early to think ahead to January. Uh, Brendan Rogers discussing it as well. So what about heading to the phone lines uh, on 01419511025? Uh, I can see a few calls coming in on that. So let's uh, let's do that in just a second. Don't forget you can tweet as well at Clyde SSB if you want to get your thoughts over uh, on there as well. I know it was Celtics AGM today, lots of topics covered, but John and East Kilbride is on. How's it going, John? How you doing, panel? All right. Good. How are you? Uh, yeah, not not bad. Um, what it is, panel? Is I'm just looking to see the the thoughts on Celtic getting a new goalkeeper in January. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. I think Joe Hart's. Uh, you know, he's, he's he's reasonably good, but I just felt the European performances kind of showed him up a wee bit. Uh, I just think what the panel's thoughts are on bringing in somebody. One of them is a goalie. Seems like a good place to start. Um, yeah, listen, we've had this conversation with a number of, of Celtic fans before. I'm a fan of Joe Hart. I think he, he makes big saves in, in big games. He's He's got the right temperament to play for a big football club and the demands that are there for Celtic. I get there's been mistakes in his game um, and that's why some Celtic fans are looking elsewhere. But the, the big question is for me is, can you get better than him in January? I'm unsure in January. Um, I think possibly the summer Brendan Rodgers would be looking to bring somebody in, but... I, I don't know if there's somebody available that, that again can handle the, the pressures that are, that are going to be put on Celtic as a goalkeeper there um, and has the quality then yes you would go and get him but I'm unsure there'll be that person available I've got to agree I think again this was a big thing at the start of the season I mean, again a lot of Celtic fans would be phoning in saying we need to upgrade Joe Hart we need to be looking at a new goalkeeper I even think and what my point was then and it's probably the same now firstly Cam is right January is a tough window to be getting real quality you're getting someone who's probably no playing which would suggest that they're maybe not as good as a Joe Hart uh, or you're going to have to pay a lot of money to get the guy that you want for me, I just don't think that area of the pitch will be a priority. In, mm. the, in January, it might be, like Cammy says, moving into next summer, it might be a priority. It might be something they'll look at, uh, again, given Joe's age and the stage of his career he's at. But I don't think January, that will be top of Brendan Rodgers' list. So, John, did you, did you always feel that? Did you feel that heading into this season? Has what you've seen this season enhanced that belief for you? Or... You know, how, how, what, take us through your history, if you like, on, on your thoughts on Celtic's goalkeeper. Well, what I thought at the start of the season was, if you were to ask any Celtic fan what we needed in terms of recruitment, I would have pointed to the goalkeeper to begin with. And I think that would have been one of my standout positions. Um, obviously, given the fact that Liam Scales just came in and he's done a good job at you know centre-half, you know, he could, he could be sort of like a, a mainstay, as it were. You know, and I always think the centre-half position... Is looking good in Scotland, you know, but obviously in European football, I think well, you know, we're looking to have a goalkeeper that's got that calibre to to save, like you know, important times, and you know, even like the likes of slowing the game down in Europe. I just think Celtic could do that a little bit more. And I know Joe Hart rushes it a wee bit, 
And you think, see, if you just take a little bit extra time, slow the game down. We've always just don't have the quality to compete, but I always think if you've got a goalkeeper with that little bit of, um, I suppose, you know, that impetus to delay the game and have that little bit of, um, you know, wonder saves, you know, like Fraser Foster, just have that little bit of quality. You know, I think that mm. stands well. In you wonder though, so do you think that stuff will be done under instruction though, John? You know, that's probably not Joe Hart taking it upon himself, is it? It's, it's it's not Joe Hart's fault. I think it's uh, Joe Hart's a reasonably good goalkeeper. I just think that Celtic, you know, in the past have brought in the likes of Fraser Foster, who've got who's got that uh, you know very good shot stopping uh, ability. Uh, but I just think that um, you know Joe Hart, you know, his positioning in that Feyenoord game wasn't ideal, you know, for the free kick and just a couple of little mm-hmm. things that I think could be improved upon. But um, I'm not saying he's a bad goalkeeper. I think he's a good goalkeeper. I just think that there's Really, there is good quality out there that Celtic need to invest in. John, is there anyone you've got in mind? Um, any names that you'd throw at us that you've been thinking about of trying Celtic could possibly get in in January? Let's bring back Fraser Foster. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> He's just a big Fraser Foster fan. <laughs> the more, the more spells in is. That's uh, Fraser Foster's agent, John and East Kilbride. Um, look, let, let's bring this back generally to, to kind of strategy, though. Um, you know what what can be done in January. Hear it all the time It's a really tough window Every manager says it um, Celtic managed to sign Rio Hitati and Matt O'Reilly In January So it's not impossible But obviously you would You would accept it Do you then Wait until It is definitely time For a new number one And, and Joe Hart just comes to the end And you thank him for his services And then a replacement comes Is there any value In, in trying To get The replacement In the building now Even if it's not to Go in in the first game in January and, and take Joe Hart's place, but to sort of that you know that that succession planning and in terms of availability, I don't know maybe maybe there is maybe there is a Fraser Forster type you know a, a second third choice like, a, 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 like a, Jack a big club like Jack Butland's done you know right. so in terms of bringing them in now I don't think there's any guarantee what way would be the best way to be honest with you if you've done your homework. And you know that you're going to be recruiting for next summer. You can already have done your work. You can already have started the the relationship building with the new guy that's going to be coming in. You, you're really, really confident that he's going to be the guy to replace him. Again, go across the city like Jack Butland has done for Alan McGregor. So I don't think there's any need to rush them in to sit and watch for six months. I don't. By the way, there is a value to doing it, absolutely. But are you just kind of causing an issue for yourself that potentially bringing in a number one that's going to have to sit and watch? Or... Joe Hart's then going to have to sit and watch where, let's be honest, he's not done too much wrong. He's won yep. a lot of trophies since he's came to the club. Uh, he's been really successful. And John's right, there has been errors, you know, but all keep all goalkeepers have errors. Mm. You know, it's how they respond to these errors. And Joe Hart, like Cammy said right at the top of the call, he's got the temperament that he's, and he's got the experience and he's played at the level that if he does make a mistake, there's more likely he's going to actually produce in that game or in the games coming up that he's going to improve on. And in terms of priorities then, again, for making it January... Are you with Cammy? If if there's a scenario where Brendan Rodgers says we're 32 players at the moment, I want the squad to be smaller. You know, don't I want players that are better than what we've got, sort of thing. Is that not likely that that's a department he looks at? I don't think it will be. I, I really don't. You know, and again, I mean, what do I know? What, what's what Celtic's recruitment plan is going to be? But when you've got a goalkeeper there, Joe Hart stature and and everything that he's done in the game, and by the way, still a very very good goalkeeper. Yeah. We we'll have to point that out. I just don't think that would be Toppy's Christmas list mm-hmm. uh, as a new goalkeeper. But as part of, if it is, you know, fall at 32, that is a lot. 
and you're looking at who can go and, and when because that can be every bit as hard you wonder if Benjamin Segrist is near the top of that list then I think one of the problem with the, the Celtic goalkeeping situation is the, the whole department I think when you look at it there's nobody really pushing Joe Hart mm. and, and I get that he is an out and out number one for is me just, I think a lot of fans certainly hoped or thought that, that Segrist at least but could put a Again, a it looks like Brendan Rodgers is, isn't having Seagrass because uh, obviously he's not been on the bench. Um, he's kind of went for Scott Bain before Seagrass and yep. it looks like he's the second choice at the moment. And I think there's a big gap between Joe Hart and Scott Bain um, in quality. So yeah, I, I think it's a difficult time in January as a transition for a, a, to bring in another goalie as well when it's, as Kenny says, he's, yes, he's made a couple of errors, but he's not making error mm. after error after error. So it's not like he's costing them a huge amount of points. It's it's the fine details, and he'll be trying to work as hard as he can to, to rectify them. That's an interesting point, John. I suspect there will be a lot more to be said on it. 01419511025. It's a great time to give us a call. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Cammy Bell and Kenny Miller are here and they're asking you to get your calls in on the return of domestic football which is just a matter of days away there is still mileage in the Euro 2024 discussion because we now know uh, roughly what the pots will be so what's your dream and nightmare scenario you can pick them on Twitter at Clyde SSB and I'm sure we'll get back to that soon but in the meantime let's bring in Paul who's a Celtic fan on the line just to Recap Before the break We heard from Brendan Rodgers We're talking about January Priorities Signings All that sort of stuff And the previous caller Had issues in goal What about you Paul? Hey, hi Gordon Hi guys uh, I, I'm listening I'm listening to the previous caller And before uh, Things are kind of Growing arms and legs About how poor Joe Hart is I watch every Celtic game Celtic will not get a better goalie Than Joe Hart for stature for guys that are people keep banging on about I don't want to sign any more projects this guy is a ready made goalkeeper he's well known so if you're going to try to sign other players they would possibly come because I think Joe Hart's went there he's like another captain and he's a good goalie Celtic never get bet in Feyenoord because of Joe Hart Celtic and Benton Firenard because they didn't take chances they get stupid sending offs this stuff just grows arms and legs I don't know he's a he's a great goalie he's a great shot stopper all goalies have got weaknesses all of them but I don't know another goalkeeper off the top of my head that Celtic would be capable of signing in our financial bracket we signed the best goalkeeper in Scotland Seagrist at the time he tried to push him he's not a looking he's not a looking for a reason because he's nowhere as good as uh, Joe Hart but I don't I don't get it I watch the games I go to the games as you know he's not he's not that bad with the ball at his feet either I don't know people just latch on to stuff and no we don't need a new goalie what we need is another striker and possibly somebody a bit harder in midfield uh, to kind of no as much a football player to break things up but the goalkeeping department doesn't need looked at um, Striker wise how much are you thinking you know Asia Cup Kyogo and O or is this just generally an area that you want to prioritise in January Paul? Generally I would like I would like another striker uh, I just think it puts too much on uh, Kyogo and if we're injured 
Oh, has no memory. He's starting to look a wee bit better now. Uh, but I think I, I think when he I think when he's another striker. But I understand that Celtic are only to draw that a lot of supporters think they are. So it's hard to sign these ready-made strikers mm-hmm. like Joe Hart as a ready-made goalie. But I don't. I, I'm I'm no blinkered by it at all. You look at the Scotland team. It's all young guys who Celtic and Rangers is never they want to be. It's not it's no that faction it used to be. They want to be down south. They want to be playing in a technically better league. They want to be making better money. That's fine. No interest in Celtic leaving Scotland. But we're not going to sign. We, we're, we're a project club. That's that's what it is. We can't sign Robbie Keane's night anymore. It's not going to happen. Mm. This is an interesting one. So look, Brendan Rogers spoke today. It was after the AGM, right? And if anyone who's ever been to a big Glasgow football club, AGM, they are... Lively, interesting affairs, right? We'll we'll leave it at that. There are a wide range of topics covered, uh, some relevant, some not so relevant. Um, but the theme that sort of underpinned it all for, for Celtic's AGM today, I was there working, was that, you know, we know we're dominant domestically, what's next? Where are we in Europe? Why are we signing projects? There's 70 million in the bank. You know, you've heard, you have heard all this before, so it came to the fore a bit. Um... But does Paul make a good point about just how difficult it is? Because one gentleman took to the floor, which fine, and said, you know, uh, you know, players like Jota left in the summer and we've replaced him with projects. But Jota was a project when he signed. That's the point. We now retrospectively know how good these players have turned out to be. But I- I'm not sure we can do that. that. That feels very selective to say, I mean, we've lost a mainstay like Jota and we've replaced him with a project like whatever, Yang or Palma. But, but Jota was that was that project, wasn't he? He was. He was. He was. A, he was a loan deal initially, and then looked at it. And it was even John, the previous caller, fell foul with that exact same thing because he's now saying they don't need a centre back because they've got Liam Scales. But John would have chased Liam Scales at the building at the start of the season, you know. So it's uh, you've got to just be careful, like for Celtic, even for Rangers, for any Scottish club. You need to do your homework in your recruitment. You need to make sure that you're doing the right, the right work. That you find out the characters. You find out the again how they work, how they train every single day. And then you also look at obviously you then look at your abilities. Are they going to be able to deal with playing for a Celtic? You know, Jota came in, Carter Vickers came in, and he, these guys have done it. But they came in like you say, as kind of projects. They came in on loan initially, and then the club went and spent the big money on them to get them in. So. The problem now, any of these projects that potentially have been signed over the summer or even in the last kind of 18 months or so, they've not really came through. No, your, your, your Kobayashi's again, he's been seen as potentially yeah. maybe going to be leaving on. Talio's came in, we've not seen it as even still in the building. You know, you just don't know. There's been a lot of these so-called projects that have not made any real kind of impact at this moment. So I can understand the, the Celtic fans thinking, right, we don't need any more of that. They do need kind of more proven signings and... And I get that as well, but are they going to get that in January? It's going to be really tough. I know Matt O'Reilly came in, but Matt O'Reilly was a project. He signed, but exactly. there was good. I mean, there was good evidence on Matt O'Reilly playing in England. He's a young, a really young player. And he's caught him tore up. Patati comes in in January as well. Like you say, on the other side of the city, you got Raskin and Cantwell in January last year. So it can be done, but you just got to forget about like Matt O'Reilly wasn't a big name. You know, he's going to be the next guy that's going to leave for 10, 15 million. You know, so they've done their work, they've done it well, and it's been good recruitment. You just have to trust that the club are doing the right things. And as long as there has been good evidence to back up, which I think there has on the Celtic part, then you've just got to trust the lads, the, the guys that are making the decisions that they are getting the right type of people and, and the right type of character. I think Marco Tilio played for 
Australia's under 23s or something during the break. There we go. Um, people we don't hear much of. Um, I mean, Paul says, you know, forget Joe Hart, not a problem. He's a good goalkeeper. Um, you know, want a new striker, want a new midfielder. Um, you don't want to like shoot down every suggestion based on this, but again, just to go back to to that numbers game and how Brendan Rodgers balances it. He he's the one that said it today. Um, you know, thirty two. Thirty two you know, first team squad members. The nailed on ones are, you know, Callum McGregor, Rayo Hatati, Matt O'Reilly, you know, David Turnbull's in there, Paolo Bernardo, Odin Holmes, so six, right? So for yep. three positions. So that's two for everyone already. And that's before we even get to guys that clearly haven't worked, albeit early in Quan as an yep. example. Yep. Iwata I think we're so far beyond yep. really discussing James McCarthy and yep. and you know, like <laughs> can't really add much more on on the, the lack of impact that signing's made. Um, so you wonder how tough that, that's going to be. You know, d- do you just right now, can you can you add another more midfielder without moving one on? David Turnbull's contract's up at the end of this season. Is he going to sign one? Is he going yep. to be offered one? Does he want to sign it? It looks like, you know, he's in and he's out. He's doing well domestically. There's a lot of questions to be answered, to be perfectly honest. I think um, Brendan Rodgers will be working hard on players, getting them out the door, because I think he's right. 32 as a squad is too big. I don't think the quality is there that he's looking for as well. I, I think he's looking for guys who are going to really, really push uh, the starting 11 to get in the squad, um, uh, uh, sort of the starting team. And I think that's what he's probably... He'll be working at the moment, trying to get... I reckon there'll be a, a number mm. of players will leave in January if he can. Um, that's the key point yeah. I, I'm, this is not scientific basing this purely on my own gut I feel like every time we talk about Celtic in this case maybe Rangers at other times moving players on yep. I feel like come the end of the window it's always less it's always fewer than you thought it was going to be because it's just not easy No, it's not easy again some of these players that haven't had game time it's, it's difficult to find them a club and if they're on a good contract at Celtic and Rangers then then again they've got to look at is it for it to be beneficial to themselves as footballers um, but yeah I, I really do think Brendan Rodgers will be working very very hard because I think you want more quality within his squad rather than it being diluted with a number of players that, that he probably doesn't see as starting players I think he would like a lot more starting players within his squad mm, Thank you very much to Paul uh, let's hear because um, I think one of Paul's sort of issues was what kind of player, what level can Celtic attract? But Brendan Rodgers today discussing how attractive he believes the club is for potential players. I think what Celtic offers here is is really unique in terms of the opportunity to come and play for a fanatical fan base, um, to come and develop as a player, to become a winner, to live in a great city. Um, and there's been many players and managers that whilst they've been here, and it's sometimes only when you are here, that you uh, that you get that real sense of that. So we um, we always work hard, but we want big players to come. This is an incredible club to come and play for, and if you're lucky enough to be able to come here and, and work and play, you'll you'll get the sense of that. I think he's bang on. You know, I I know uh, what Paul was saying about the draw. It might not be quite that. Listen, it's there. It's there for both of these clubs. They're massive clubs. They can afford everything that that Brendan just talked about there, you're going to be fighting on three, four fronts every single year. You've got European football. You're going to be at the business end that says you're lifting trophies and fighting for leagues towards. Not every club has that, you know, so you've got a a choice. If the choice is between going to maybe a kind of run of them all, even English Premier League team, you know, and you're sitting in that kind of area from kind of 
eighth down to sixteenth. You know, like what what are you? Yeah, the wages might be bigger, but maybe no significantly bigger as what everybody thinks they'll be. It's just you've just got to target the right guys, you know, and that's where, or you need to be in the right markets because it's not just England. People will always talk about, ah, well, we, we kind of get players up to Scotland mm -hmm. fever in the English Championship. They're in, all right, let's not look at the English leagues then. Let's go and look at the different levels. Let's go and look at the Italian leagues, the German yeah. leagues or Dutch leagues, you know, like both our teams actually in Glasgow have actually looked a little bit further afar over the last few years and, and there's good players there they just need to find the right ones that are going to come who are hungry to then succeed and unfortunately if you're getting them at that stage kind of young and hungry they might be sell on you know they might leave after two years but you know what you need to then go and put the work in again yeah. and make sure you replace them I'm not saying it's not attractive I'm sure it is but is this where the next part of this discussion about you know Champions League and, and, and how well you can compete is, is that where Celtic, if Rangers get the chance to get back, is that where they, they could do with slightly stronger showings? Because we always we always lay that out there as an incentive. Well, you're right. No, don't, don't languish in the English Premier League. Don't languish down the bottom of some other league. A chance to play Champions League football yeah. here. It feels like that carries a lot less weight if you're going in it and getting zero points or one point out of every every campaign. Yeah, I think it does, but. Listen, we spoke how close Celtic have actually been um, and it's fine margins at that top elite level and I, I feel as if you're a, a top player and you want to play and push yourself at that level it, it's a great place to, as Kenny says, come and play your football there's, there's so many positive for it Again, what they can't compete with for me is is the financial aspect of a number of English Premier League teams they, they can't compete with that um, You can be a probably a half-decent player in that as Kenny says, a, a middle-of-the-road English Premier League team and get good wages down there a lot more than what you'll be able to get up here. But what Celtic and Rangers give you the opportunity is, again, we've got guys like Jack Butlin who have came up here for Rangers and he's looking to probably kick-start his career again. He's had a fantastic start to his career and it kind of tapered off a little bit. He's been at massive clubs. But it would be interesting when you speak to these guys that have been at these big, big clubs in, in England to see how they feel as if Celtic and uh, Rangers compare mm -hmm. to these clubs. Because for me, they, they are just as big as your Man United. Fan-base-wise, um, they're huge clubs um, in global football. What do you think, Barry and Cumbernauld? How you doing, all right? Good, um, you? I know bad. I just the previous caller touched on um like Joe Hart, no call basically costing Celtic the game and fire Nord and how he never done it and all that. But I, I'm in a different opinion of that because like a guy Joe Hart's like a guy with, with the career that Joe Hart's had, he puts up like when do you ever put an opposition player in your wall? Surely he puts Kyogo in behind him because that guy just moved out the road and it just created a big massive hole for him to put the ball in uh, the free kick. But I don't think he's a he's a he's still a good goalkeeper and things like that. Um, personally, I think the trimming of the squad needs to start in the goalkeeping department. I would get rid of Seagrist. Um I think you're looking at your the Bernabeis, Quans. Um, your lager BL because the cost big like, decent money but I think what Brendan Rodgers is trying to say is he, he can't have 10 players coming in at 2 million and then Celtic fans turning around at the end of the transfer window and going that's a good window again do you know what I mean mm -hmm. because it's like and I think it's difficult and I think Celtic Rangers fans need to get real at times because coming to Scotland for four old firm games and six Champions League games 
isn't he exactly attractive when you need to go to like a motherwell or a Ross County and excuse a me and things like that? Do you know what I mean? Sorry, it's a sorry, lovely man. part of the footballing world. I'll have you know. Well, I've been off amateur, so I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I think it is difficult to attract. But the proof's in the pudding for Celtic fans. Um, the our model is actually working. Um, we're consistently bringing in players. We're personally, I think we've we've brought in uh, Palma to replace Jota, and so far so good. Um, but I think there's a lot of a lot of nonsense players that have been brought in as well. Um, and and I do I, I do think it is more difficult than what people make it out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very cutting nonsense players. I quite like that. Um, it's not a word we hear. Just well, you never name names. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, someone like Seagrist, Cammy Bonder, if he would fall perfectly into that category that we just discussed. Of yeah, of course, Celtic would probably look to move him on. For him, if you're talking about playing football, I'm sure he'd rather play more than he does just now, which is absolutely zero. Yep. But gone from Dundee United to Celtic. Is there another club out there that's going to pay you what Celtic pay you? Yeah, listen, the financial aspect for, for these guys is, guys are is a massive part in it. Um, and it'll be a massive part in their thinking of where their development is. Again, the guys with longer term contracts, the ball's more in their court that they can hang on for a little bit um, longer or can potentially look for a loan move rather than a permanent move out of the club. Um, so, but again, I touched on it before. I think when you're looking at Celtic, I think what Brendan Rodgers wants is, is guys that are closer to his starting a living um, I think there's a number of players who can yes they can fill in and do a job um, and, and a decent job at that but I think he's looking for real competitiveness within his squad and that, that'll bring them on in the Champions League as well if you've got guys that again can replace each other um, in every single position then, then you've got a really competitive squad and hopefully then they would be playing at the top of their game um, which would probably bring more success in the in the European stages I like your style Barry Thank you very much That was Barry on the line Which leads me nicely Into telling you about this Right the person we called Last time out On Make Me A Winner Said hello Which generally Is a fairly normal way To answer the phone But we need those Four magic words instead Make me a winner If you're playing Make sure you're ready For the call We could make you the winner Of £145,000 tomorrow When we make the next call And if you win You'll have the cash in the bank Straight away Just imagine What you could do With that kind of cash In the Black Friday sales Or put it to other good use I'm sure if you want to win You need to be in the draw We've teamed up with our stations Across the UK To bring you this incredible amount And you need to be in it to win it So text YES to 61025 The texts are £2 Plus your standard network rate You can enter at Clyde1.com With online entries costing £2 Or call 0330-880-4523 And the calls are charged At a standard rate as well It's over 18s only uh, And all the other rules For this network competition Are online But the entries since Kate won on Monday have rolled over and finally the important bit if you get the call from us after 3pm on Thursday answer within five rings say make me a winner straight away and the £145,000 would be yours so text yes to 61025 0141 this is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Cammy Bell are here and you could join them. Please do. 01419511025. Uh, starting to shift back to domestic football. We've got a couple of days to go. You can tweet us at Clyde SSB. Uh, we are over on Twitter there. We've tweeted the, the groups, if you like, the pots 
uh, for the Euro 2024 draw. So maybe before the end of the show, we could take a look at your dream and nightmare scenarios. Uh, so if you want to get on there or call up even better, we will do that before the end of the show. We've had a lot of talk about Celtic fans. Brendan Rodgers did his press today. January business, the Champions League, recruitment, all that sort of stuff. What about you Rangers fans then? What are you thinking ahead of the return of the domestic stuff? I even see Ryan Kent rumours out there about his availability. Would you? Would you go there? Is that even possible? What do you think on that front? 01419511025. Another name that I keep seeing pop up uh, on my social media feeds is Ross McCausland, Kenny. Um, I think being linked with moves to... Italy was was what I saw today. I know he's been involved in the senior squad for Northern Ireland, so it's you know kind of capped off a a great time for him um, over that international break coming into the Rangers team for his first start. Um, but I mean, like very sort of early, whether it's social media rumor or whatever. But Atalanta, Roma, Brentford—these are the types of clubs that have just been listed in social media. How much of a priority should his new contract be for Rangers? Uh, listen, I think you always want to tie down your younger players, your academy players, or, or particularly the ones that are making the breakthrough or have made that breakthrough. I think uh, I, I still expect them to sign, to be honest, because I just think they've left it late. You know, they've left it kind of late in the day when you're when you're talking now. You see where a lot of our younger players have kind of went over the. Particularly if you're talking about your your Doig, your your Lewis Ferguson, your Aaron Harren Hickey's, they've made that trip to Syria. So it's no surprise to see mm-hmm. teams of that ilk kind of hovering about Ross McCausland because he's 20 year old. He's he's made a big impact in pretty much every game that he's appeared in this year. And whether it be 15 minutes or whether it be for the start like he did against Livingston, you know he's impacting the game. So there's so much scope for development in the kid that uh, it's no surprise to see. Particularly again, you hear some of the teams for, for, for down in England. These teams that have got a proven track record of bringing players in and developing and then and then moving them on. So uh, I still expect them to sign there because going to these other clubs, it would be great. Uh, and you know what? The big thing will be there probably will be a lot bigger financial package to go there because he's a young player coming through at Rangers and unfortunately it's the younger players. They just don't get the same kind of deals as guys that are coming into the mm-hmm. club. So I'll be interested to see how it develops over the over the next few weeks because you're coming into January. Yeah, he's probably still that age that there would be a compensation there, but he's, uh, he's, he's making his international debuts. It's... Uh, it's going to be a tough one for them, but I would expect him. The fact that he's been getting more game time now and he started in the last game, he surely has got to see the pathway at Rangers to stay there and then and further his development. Yeah, he's he's just finding his feet as well at Rangers. So again, you'd like to think Rangers will give him a, a good deal um, for a young guy and I'll and get him tied down because it's good to see him playing football and I'm pretty sure he's hungry. He's wanting to be involved in that first team um, sort of environment um, if you make the move to another club there's no guarantees that listen it's a completely different environment and it, yes it might take you on to the next level but it is a risk where he's there and thereabouts the Rangers team he's had a feel of it I'm pretty sure he'll, he knows how big a club that it is and I just feel as if as Kenny said there's a huge amount of development for for him to, to come on at Rangers and, and hopefully they can get him tied down pretty quickly I always think for clubs you need you, you, you need to manage the the kind of image of this stuff as well. Fans feel extremely passionate about young players either committing the future, you know, to the club or or all being handled. You just don't want to miss out on it, do you? You, you just never like to see it. 
um, sort of drift away of court. Look, it can happen. You take Nathan Patterson as an example, doesn't even need to play much, gets a big money move. So you, you take that in the chin and you take it to the bank and you say, thanks very much. Um, but it's been a real bugbear of many Rangers fans for a lot of years now that not enough players are, are coming in, whether that is to impact the team, first and foremost, or to be sold for the millions. So this is it's important Rangers get this one right in the eyes of a lot of the fans, isn't it? Well, I think what, what you also got to factor into in the McCausland situation is how this manager maybe wants to play and and if where are the wingers at the club? You know, where are the, the, the guys that are going to play in those positions that are capable of being direct and dribbling and, and, and putting defenders on the back foot? You know, they've, they've let a Ryan Kent go. I know his name's came up in, in, in conversations already uh, tonight, but you've let that type of player go I don't really see any other real wingers in that in that Rangers team at this moment. So whether it is to be starting games, which again, they still got a long way to go to to command a regular starting slot in that Rangers first team. There's no getting away for that. But there, I don't really see anybody else with the, with that kind of profile at, at Rangers at this moment in time. So there's definitely a place for them in that squad. So and the Nathan Parson one, he was never going to play ahead of James Tavernier. Yeah. You know, so what there was a an, an incredible deal for Rangers to get him in, get him the game time that he got, and then move him on for the big money. But Ross McCausland coming into this stage is his contract. You're not going to be commanding that. He's not done the same type. He's not had the same type of impact as a Nathan Patterson. So it's really important that they do get the deal done and they get it done quickly. You know, because even for the kid as well, he'll want to get his head down. He'll want yeah. to focus on his football. And I know he'll be making all these noises, but when you're young, it's not that easy just to focus. Particularly when there is now going to be outside influences, the agents and even parents and 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 friends asking what's going on. And you see his name linked with all these big moves. You can have your head turned, and it can affect your performances. Which at the moment for Ross McCausland. That is the most important thing for him. McCausland as well, he's got to take stock that the manager's openly said that it doesn't matter what age you are, if you're good enough, you will play in my team. And I think that's a big statement because, again, all the previous managers, I'm unsure they were that keen on playing too many youngsters and, and whether he would have got his opportunity under other managers. I'm not sure on that one. Whereas you've got your manager openly saying to the press, look, if you're good enough, you will play no matter what age you are. Yeah, going to be an interesting one to watch in the next couple of weeks. Will that contract be signed? Any Rangers fans or anyone else out there who's got an opinion, why don't you share it with us on the phones? You can tweet us as well uh, over there at Clyde SSB. But before we go any further, let me set this up. It's that time of the night. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Come on then, it is Beat the Pundit time. I think we had a defeat, didn't we, last night for the pundits? I'm sure we did. Yeah, Gordon DL got well and truly beaten. 01419511025. Let's try and make it two in a row for the listeners. You have to call before seven. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Cammy Bell are here. Lots of the early discussion was about Celtic. Brendan Rogers spoke today talking about January transfer window plans and how attractive a proposition Celtic is and how he looks back on the European campaign so far. If you want to add your thoughts, then please do. Just before the news, we started talking about Ross McCausland. How much of a priority would you make his new contract Rangers fans? How hopeful are you uh, that he signs that one? Domestic football a few days away after the international break. So anything that's out there, why not give us a call? I think the rumours are starting to circulate. I see Kevin Van Veen's meant to be uh, potentially available again, having only left Scotland 
uh, in the summer I wonder if any of our clubs would take a look at that situation get your calls in right now we're also asking you on Twitter and on the phones for your dream and nightmare draw for Euro 2024 you can see the pots there on our Twitter feed so whilst you get your thoughts together on that let's play this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, it is Beat the Pundit time. I'm hoping we can go on somewhat of a run here because Gordon DL well and truly beaten last night. He was tucked away quite comfortably, it has to be said. I mean, he wasn't well. He said he, came, he was feeling under the weather. He sounded bad. He looked worse than usual. Um, so we'll, we'll let him off to an extent. You two do know, unfortunately, Wednesday is his bath night. So he listens in the bath yep. on a Wednesday. Lovely. He'll have the smelling salts, the candles, just to try and make him feel a bit better. Ahead of his big return tomorrow uh, But one of you two will take on Jack On the line How's it going Jack? Oh good guys What about yourselves? Hi Kenny Hi Cammy. Hi Jack How are we doing Jack? Ever played before Jack? Uh, no no I do like the look of that ball though Yeah it's right there On the live stream For anyone who wants to see it I mean we are running out It's probably the only one That's left Given the number uh, That we've Has shipped Has signed it? This season Have you signed that yet? Both of you? Well, if it's a new one, it looks like it's a new one. It's not uh, been signed. Not, actually, actually. Not. No, none yet on that. Speaking Come of on, guys, get signed. It's coming home. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of, speaking of signatures, I noticed we were tucking into a wee, wee box of chocolates uh, yeah. during the break. There's a chap Lee sometimes waits outside and gets you guys to sign some stuff, and as a token of his appreciation, he's got in that Christmas spirit early. He's gone in with a big box of chocolate. Always down well. well. Probably Christmas. Well, man. That's when you know what Christmas is around. Those things start appearing, don't they? Piled up at the door yep. of the the supermarket. Uh, every every night this week, I haven't told you about a new feature on the show. I should have warned you about this. It's called Andy Halliday's Christmas Tree because his is already up. Is it too early? Yes. Is it too early? Is it? Yours is up. Two pundits in the Super Scoreboard team with their trees up. When are we talking? They went up. One went up yesterday, the other one went up, what day, on Wednesday, the other one went up Sunday, I think, Saturday <gasps> or Sunday. I knew it as well, the wife was choking to get it up Did as you well, get yeah. involved in it? Uh... <laughs> Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. it. <laughs> then he uh, asked if you got involved, uh, <laughs> and I think you're ready to move on. I hope he was involved. <laughs> I actually never. I, actually, no. I, had to, I had to just put the thing together. And then I just leave it And then I just leave oh, it Oh this show It was Justin Beaver <laughs> last week It's that this week You never know what you're going to get Anyway moving swiftly on um, In case Mrs Miller's listening uh, Heads will be Heads will be Cammy Bell And tails it will be Kenny Don't Miller Don't you start laughing either I, know, oh, I, go, I go bad when this stuff happens Anyway right Let's toss the coin See how we get on It's tails It's Mr Christmas himself Kenny Miller Up against Jack in oh, inner Lethan, who sounds well, uh, he's confident as well as is. Jack, does. isn't he? Where is inner Lethan Jack? Is that in the borders? Never mind. Is that in the borders, Jack? It is, yeah. See, I was showing up my, my lack of, of not. Well, I knew it was in the borders, right? So I naively. That, ah, see, that's kind okay. of what I thought. So I had the tiny sliver of knowledge, and I then thought, well, I mean, Cammy Bell's no, from. It's nowhere near Exactly. Me. I thought Cammy Bell's from far away. So I looked it up to see how far it was from Annan and it's ages away. <laughs> Glasgow's closer. Nah, exactly. So just scrap that last 30 seconds of the show and get Kenny Miller on to some greatest hits radio so he can't hear us. 30 seconds on the clock. And Jack, you're. You can pass if you don't know the answer That's absolutely fine But your time starts now What Turkish club did Ryan Kent leave Rangers for? Fernabashi Scott Brown started his career at which Scottish club? At Bernard How many subs can you make in one time in the Scottish Premiership? Three uh, Name the only Argentinian to play for Celtic Pass 
uh, apart from Celtic, which other team have appeared in three of the last five Scottish Cup finals? Hearts. Scotland women star Sam Kerr plays for which German team? Celtic. Uh, pass. Which player missed a late penalty for Scotland 21s last night? Pass. Okay, Kenny Miller, let's bring him back. Can you hear us? Yep. Pressure's off. Apparently, a whole new box of balls arrived in okay. the studio today. That's why that one's not been signed yet. I still. I think the producer would rather that you didn't lose. But anyway, your 30 seconds starts now. What Turkish club did Ryan Kent leave Rangers for? Fenerbahce. Scott Brown started his career at which Scottish club? Hibs. Up to how many subs can you make at one time in Scottish Premiership? Five. Name the only Argentinian to play for Celtic. Bernabe. Apart from Celtic, which other team have appeared in three of the last five Scottish Cup finals? Hearts. Scotland women star Sam Kerr plays for which German side? Bayern. Which player missed a late Munich. penalty for Scotland 21s last night? Doc. Which club connects James MacArthur, Lewis Ferguson and Jason Scotland? Hamilton. Jack, is that ball Aye, making its way mate. to the borders? No, it's not. Mm, let's find out. You both started well, Fenerbahce. Just discussed Ryan Kent. Um, Scott Brown started his career at Hibs. Both got that. Up to how many subs can you make at one time in the Scottish Premiership? It is five uh, Jack So I'm afraid Kenny Miller goes one in front And he then stretched it Alejandro Bernabe Argentinian Kenny two up But you weren't done You were hanging in there uh, Hearts was the other team That's been in three of the last five Scottish Cup finals But again This what and How I mean Kept his composure After that revelation About the Christmas decorations Before <laughs> um, Beat the pundit he was, he was focused It's like it sharpened his mind Sam Kerr is at Bayern Munich Ben Doak did miss a penalty and Hamilton Ackies oh, connects oh. MacArthur Ferguson in Scotland you know what this means yeah we're kicking oh, on that we're is kicking a, on that is a legitimate 8 yeah. in the time and the potential to add a bit of gloss to get the Hugh Keevans 10 the two questions you need to get Kilbowie Park used to be the home of which Scottish football team Claybank Yes Is it? It is Unbelievable you drove guess up, You drove up Colbowie Road To turn yeah. left to get in here well, That was the logic to it wasn't it That was a guess I can't believe it and well, fight, like, and Here I, we I, were I'm going to need to limit you Slightly on time here I can't have you thinking About them all oh, Come on that was quick This is I know this, no, this next one This is for the 10 In alphabetical order Who comes first In the Scottish Championship Or both no, it's no. Airdrie! Ah. <laughs> oh, that was quite a quick guess. Uh, listen, yeah. you can't grumble. You push me, you made me go quick. A nine uh, and right. a, a, a great win. Jack, yeah. you're a Rangers fan. What are you thinking when the domestic stuff returns this weekend? Pete uh, Aberdeen yeah, on Sunday, easy. Won the cup. Apart from that, Jack's. I mean, you, to be fair, Jack, that, though, you were, you were that, that confident. You were yeah. that level of confident to beat the pundit as well. Alright, no need for that <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I done no bad You did, no, you did to be fair A lot's made about uh, You know <laughs> I came up against a better man There's no shame in that If I'd got Cammy, I think I would have won <laughs> oh, Come on, Jack <laughs> He's still firing shots He says he would have got 10 One of you Sir Rangers legend I didn't mean Kenny Your big pal has um, Obviously, he ruffled a few feathers, didn't he? And talking about the likelihood That Rangers and Aberdeen Is a closer match-up Than Celtic Aberdeen was before the break, you're looking at me blankly, no? Yeah, who said that? A certain Chris Boyd. Did it? Yeah. Well, it will be, yeah. I think it will um, be, absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> what, is he trying to allude to something, though? Is well, it? it depends what way you take it, yeah. I suppose. Um, 
But Jack says beat beat Aberdeen easy. It's one of these fixtures, <coughs> isn't it? It's not to take anything away from what Philippe Clement's done. And I'm not saying that the fixtures have been easy, far from it, but like in a season, you're gonna need to go to places like Petodre and, and, and get something sort of thing. So that that's it's a real fascinating one to kick us off again after the break, isn't it? It's a test, you know, and Aberdeen find themselves in a position that they do not want to be in at this moment in time. And what Barry Robson has done is he's had a good bit of success against Rangers over the last kind of six, eight months or so, both obviously winning at the end of last season uh, up, in, up at Petodre and then coming down to Ibrox at the start of the season and, and ending Michael Beale's reign as the Rangers manager. So it's uh, he's... I think the way he sets his team up gives Rangers problems. So uh, it'll be a real interesting affair on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, Jack, just before the, the break, funnily enough, we were talking about Rangers and talking about Ross McCausland's new contract. I'll just put you on the spot whilst we've got you on. How, how much of a priority is that for you? 50-50, uh, he's, he's, he's done okay, but he's only had a few games. Look at ours. He's now on, on one of the hearts. He had a few games done really well now. Find yourself at Tynecastle, so you can never tell when they're that age. But he started well, so hopefully it continues. I think Jack's right, and it's always good to be sort of level-headed in this business because everyone, so the Rangers fans that will be watching Ross McCausland, they want to be carried away by him. That and that's okay. I'm not saying it's not justified. You probably just don't quite know. But that goes back to what we said about if you're the club. You, you just need to get it right. You, you, you can't have it blow up in your face, really, can you? No, and again, he, he's an asset. He's a young kid, and Kenny mentioned it before. He's still got a long way to go and a lot to learn, um, but he's exciting. Um, Alex Lowry was the same, and, and for me, he's still a fantastic player. I think there was circumstances. He got bad injuries. There was um, personal circumstances within his own life at the time, so... He's went on on loan to, to Hart, so it'll be interesting to see what Rangers obviously do with him going forward. But listen, they absolutely need to try and get him nailed down because I think he's one for the future and one they can develop and, and build into a, a really top player, hopefully. Yeah, it's clear what Philippe Clement thinks, though, Kenny. I think he's he's made it quite clear, even when he's been asked, because he's a very, um, you know, cards close to his chest type of manager in, in his press conference. And when it comes to that topic, though, he, he kind of he goes there, he does the guarded thing, and then he throws a wee sentence in at the end, which says, like, well, obviously, I think the right thing for him to do is sign here. I think that, coupled with the fact he's he's played him the way he has, I think that that tells the story, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, again, like you say, he's, and the proofs in the pudding. It's not just media chat. You know, he's playing. You know, he's he's picked him to start the last game. He's he's came on in games, and he was. He, I think he'd made appearances prior, and he's. But every game he's made. He's came on in or he started and he's impacted and that's what you need to do as a young player particularly at the big clubs when, you get, when you're given an opportunity whether it be for 10 minutes or whether it be for 80 minutes or 90 minutes you have to impact the game and it's one thing he's done on every day again he's brought a spark and every time he's come on uh, so he's, he's done his bit you know it's now up to Rangers to then put a contract in front of them that's going to lead them to believe, right, okay, I do feel that I'm, I'm valued and I do feel that I'm going to be part of this uh, this team moving forward because the manager certainly thinks so. It's up to Rangers now to get the deal done. Hmm. We're going to combine domestic football and club football on just because we're on Rangers at the moment. See if we're talking about this international break and, and what the rest of the season looks like through the Scotland lens. Where does Ryan Jack sit on the plane, in the departure lounge, waiting for a cancellation. <clears throat> you know, he's another one of these. He's a, he's a player that's been about the squad a long time, and I think, I think Steve Clark will value what Ryan Jack can bring to that squad. I, I really do because I think 
from a Rangers perspective, he's probably played himself back into being a, a starter mm-hmm. under, under Philippe Clement and a regular starter at that, as long as he's fit and he's healthy and he's going to be available. And he's never been a starter or a regular starter for Scotland, but he's a, I think he'll be a really valued member of that squad as, as a character. And when he's been when he's coming on, I think he, he can bounce really, really well, in my opinion. I think he links really well with Callum McGregor. I think they can... They understand the way they play similar games. They like to feed, they like to get back on it, they can control and they bring a composure in that area of the pitch. So whether whoever Ryan Jack went in there, whether it be Billy Gummer or Scott McTominay or Callum McGregor, I think he can just relate and, and work really, really well with them and they can they could link up and they'll have a good understanding in there. So I think I think he'll go. I think he's been about the squad too far. I think he's too experienced as well in relation to the big games that he's also featured in for Rangers over the last four or five years in terms of European games. So uh, I, I think he'll go. Listen, is he going to go there and start? Probably not, because I think the midfield probably picks mm. itself at this moment in yeah, time. Where, but I think where, he'll go. Where does he fit in for Rangers between now and the end of the season, Jack? Because that's going to play a part, isn't it? Who, who are we talking about? Uh, Ryan Jack, sorry. Ryan Jack. Ryan Jack. Yep. Uh, well, it's a difficult one because... He picks up Dodd injury from time to time, but mm-hmm. he played three games in seven days just before the international break, so never tell. He's definitely a key player for us, but I don't think he's got... He's not got 40 games a season, and I'm putting put yeah. that way. Difficult. Look, it's a numbers game, ultimately, Cammy. Mm-hmm. So, McGregor, Gilmore, McGinn, McTominay... Like nailed on beyond all possible doubt, yep. and you would add Lewis Ferguson and Stuart Armstrong to that as well. I'd add Kenny McLean to that as well, by the way. So, so yeah. I mean, you know, it's all that's a lot. I mean, if they're all that? fit, is that, that is, yeah, of yeah. course. But yeah. let's assume they are for hypothetical. Is that seven? Is that six or seven? I think, yeah, loads. So it's yeah. a lot. Seven a lot. nailed yeah. on for most people, yeah. So, if you're looking for a wriggle room, some you know, is, is by the way, nobody mentioned Christie. I kind of almost consider yeah. him further up, slightly further I th- up. I, do you know what I think with the Scotland midfield? I think you need to split it. Mm-hmm. I think you need to go. McTominay can go both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think if you go McTominay, McGinn, eh, sorry, McTominay, McGregor, Gilmore, Jack, they're the ones that can yeah. play the deeper end. Yep. At the top end, you've got Armstrong, McGinn, Ferguson, Christie. Mm. I think you need to split it. M- McTominay, who's gone anyway, by so, the way, can go between both. So I think that's you named eight there. So yep. that's kind of. Listen, I, by the way, and, and that's without McLean. I never even mentioned McLean yeah, there. So I think he could do both as well. I think Scotland have got a lot of versatile play, players, as, as Kenny mentioned, where they can play. Um, I fully expect if Ryan Jack stays fit for the majority of the, the season, I agree with Jack. I think he does struggle to get a full season under his belt without picking up injuries. If he gets enough game time um, for Rangers, I fully expect him to be on that plane purely because I don't think Steve Clark likes to tinker with his squad too much. Well, it's the Ryan Jack Derby this weekend, of course. Thank you to Jack, who was on the line there. Let's bring in Robert. Uh, Robert, we're talking about Ross McCausland there as well. You know, new contracts, potentially, how much of a priority should that be for Rangers? What are your thoughts? Um, not, not a massive priority, I'm not going to lie. Um, so it's, it's, it's a kind of young... McCausland's a young boy, a young player coming through. He stops quite high just now. Um, I guess that helps his kind of agent in terms of negotiating, but... Couple of caps for Northern Ireland just now, but I think Ross McCausland has to be this, this. This could be a kind of make a break call for him. Whether or not he signs a new deal or whether he gets a a, a contract from Rangers, you, you see so often boys like him who are kind of breaking through at Rangers, Celtic, whatever. They do tend to maybe if they do go and chase a bigger contract somewhere else, you, you kind of never hear them again. 
kind of changed the, the kind of glitz and glamour of it, rather than kind of staying knuckling down and focusing on the football. Um, as I said, because we're stocks high just now, which all goes in his favour, but I think he, I just hope he's got good people around about him, kind of giving, giving him good advice, uh, thinking about the long term as well, you know. That's a good point. You wonder if, you know, the you know football agents are like... I think Rangers secretly were hoping please sign that contract before you become a full international. Does that change things? <laughs> I don't know. Is that is that the way it works? I think the profile definitely goes up. You're yeah. an international footballer. It doesn't matter what what uh, what national team you're representing. Your your profile goes up. There's no getting away from that. And he started that first game there uh, in this international break. So it's uh, it definitely raises his profile in terms of what he's done because because what it does it puts you onto that level again. Going back to this is the opportunity for Rangers and Celtic players or the or the draw. When you're, even if you're not doing so well in the Champions League or if you're playing international football like Ross McCausland, it's a platform to go and show that you can and you can handle those levels. So Ross McCausland's been put really quickly after a few sub-appearances yep. and a start against Livingston, thrown right into the international uh, shot window, if you want to call it that, and he's the profile goes up and there'll be a lot more eyes on him, particularly if, when you're out of contract as a young player as well. Yeah, we were just linking the... Linking the two, they are sort of club football and coming off the international break. What do you think about Ryan Jack, Robert? Um, I think the problem with Ryan Jack just now is there's, there's players there who maybe aren't as good as Ryan Jack, but they've been playing in that kind of setup under Steve Clark. They're quite similar, quite similar players uh, to Ryan Jack, that kind of CDM, that kind of playmaking role with a few other boys there, like uh, McGregor, even Gilmore, to a certain extent, where Stevie Clark, I think, he, I think he kind of prefers them over Jack. Um, they seem to have a jersey. Um, I tried phone last night to speak as well. I don't know if it got mentioned, but I, name, I don't know if anyone's mentioned uh, Ryan Gold, neither, for, for kind of the Scottish squad. Um, he, I think he brings something a wee bit different in that kind of number eight, that number ten role. Um, I know sometimes he kind of likes to play with two tens. It's a kind of three, four, two tens and a a kind of focal striker. I think I think uh, Gold, he's got what he's got twenty four goal involvements this year, thirty two games, that's thirteen assists and eleven goals. Um although he is playing obviously for Vancouver Whitecaps in the in the MSL, I definitely think it's a level that and a player that could do a job. This is a great one that rears its head a lot, especially in social media, because he keeps doing good things in the MLS and well done to him. And some people will float the idea like Robert. Uh, and he, you know, obviously, as he obviously is a talented player, he'll be, he'll be 28 very soon. Yeah. He's got zero caps. Um, you get into the debate, you know the club, you know the level very well. Yep. You've played for, you've played over there as well, Played Vancouver, for that very team. Very yeah. team. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is, is, is that has that ship sailed? For me, it probably has. Um, You've rhymed off all the numbers in yeah, that area, listen, haven't we? He, he, listen, he's um, he's doing very, very well where he is at the moment, and and congratulations to him because it's great to see him doing well. Um, really good, young, talented player, and probably we probably expected them to do a little bit more international wise when he was younger. Um, it just didn't happen for a number of reasons. But you look at the players that are in the squad at the moment and with the level that they're playing at. Um, majority of our squad is playing English Premier League um, or we're looking at obviously we've got Serie A um, players now playing within our squad so I just feel as if it's it's a difficult one to put him in there but yes I do, I do he is doing well Kenny will know better than me the standard what it is like over there I, I don't think he'll get in 
I don't think his name will even listen. His name will get floated with outside influence. But again, we've talked how kind of loyal and how much stability and continuity there's been through this Steve Clark squad. I just can't see someone coming into it like to get your like not 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 twenty eight, not someone that's been on the radar for this this length of time. If you're talking about someone else like a younger player who's ben just Dole, correct, he, he if he was, was to start his way, fi- kind of finding more game time at Liverpool yeah. and that level, and, and you know what? Again, I, I actually mentioned him the other somewhere else actually, uh, but it could be someone who might fight his way into Steve Clark's because of the asset that he has. Is lightning pace. If you look through, we've played a back four over these last two games, and we've played five centre midfielders yeah. across the yeah. midfield. You know there is a, a, a lack of pace, real pace, in in the, in the team, in the squad. If Bendo did find himself in the, in and around and getting more time on that Liverpool pitch, there's no doubt he would be someone. But Ryan Gold, listen, he says he's a wonderful football player and he's doing great at level, which is good, by the way. It's good. It's a really competitive league. Uh, and it's different with the travelling it's tough it's a tough league mm. with, with that and he's doing great but I just can't see him fighting his thank way you in. very much Robert this could be a good time we're you know, kind of connecting both domestic and international football with these discussions uh, what about the dream and nightmare scenarios you can see them over there on Twitter if you want to come up with your dream and nightmare pots for Euro 2024 where else you get your thoughts in on that let me tell you about this Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with J&D Pierce, Scotland's premier structural steel specialist, proud to support the local community. It is very much on. Andy Halliday's Christmas tree is up. Kenny Miller's Christmas tree is up. He's even sent me a picture during the last break. Uh, but on a serious note, we know that it's going to be a particularly tough time for a lot of local families. The cost of living crisis making things worse for all of us, especially those families already in or close to the poverty line. So Cash for Kids Mission Christmas is back. We're asking you to help out and just try and make things uh, a bit different for loads of children in our local area. I'm going to tell you a bit about some of the work that's done, some of the places your money goes. Let's hear from Western Bartonshire Community Food Share. Uh, it's a group that provides support in a number of areas, supplying emergency food parcels, school uniforms, things that many of us take for granted to families in poverty. Claire Coyle from the group explains the people who use the service aren't always the ones you'd expect. Every day we're getting calls from new families who have never had to use our type of service before. Very emotional, very upset. A lot of the new families who are now contacting us are working families who just cannot keep up with the bills that are coming in. Everybody's just finding it very, very difficult to cope and to manage to put food on the table for their children. That's the reality for lots of people. One in two children in some parts of our city uh, live in poverty. We can guarantee though 100%, every single penny raised goes straight back out to those families that really need your help. It will it'll make such a difference. So if you can help out, please do. All the details are available at clyde1.com forward slash mission and you can donate there uh, as well. So that's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with G&D Pierce, Scotland's premier structural steel specialist, proud to support the local community. Taking your calls on Scottish football, 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Okay, Cammy Bell and Kenny Miller are here. You can get your calls in on 0141-951-1025. We're asking you as well uh, to tweet us. If you go over to at Clyde SSB, you will see the way things sit on the pots for the Euro 2024 group stages. I want your dream and your nightmare scenario. So if you can uh, tweet us, great. But call us even better. Give us a call. We'll have a look 
at what that might look like. But of course, we are very much looking at club football as well tonight, getting back to that. So uh, get your calls in whilst I give you this question. The full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Slad wall panels available in seven colours. Now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices. Right, this is an interesting question for you. Because um, you need a bit of geography knowledge in there. Um, now I've done well geography. Uh, football geography, I think you'll be okay. fine. Can you name the last five players from each Rangers and Celtic to be capped for any Nordic nation whilst being at that club? So the last five from Rangers and Celtic, five from each, ten answers in total to be capped by any Nordic nation whilst at the club. For clarity, according to the man who sent the question in, Norway, Sweden, Finland, Denmark, Iceland, the Faroes. Those would be your Nordic Nations. I will give you a big spoiler right now. There are no Faroe Islands internationals on this list. Um, but as an example, Hollander. Did he get a cap? He did. Yep. Philippe Hollander. Well done. Ayer. Yep. Christopher Ayer. O'Reilly. Was, does he have some sort of other name? Did you notice this? No, so I, I did see Ayer. The first name Celtic. something then Ayer. Oh, did he? So he had something Ayer on yep. the back of okay. his strip the other night, which he never had at Celtic, did he? No. no. Uh, so you've got Ayer and Hollander anymore. You said O'Reilly. Uh, O'Reilly. Good shout. It's the most recent one, Matt O'Reilly. There we go. And we're talking about Ross McCausland, what it does for your profile. I think Matt O'Reilly was already emerged as Celtic's main man and therefore biggest asset. Biggest asset, yeah. And does the club say, oh, and just hold on a minute, he's now a Danish international. Just add a little... Another five million, please. Move yes, that decimal point yeah. somewhere. Is that, is that the way it Absolutely. works? Absolutely, yep. yeah. Good for him then, because it's, you know... Be the next step. I think a lot of people were. Well, I think everybody. Would you meet anybody who doesn't think he's been the? No, he's been sensational, and, and again, uh, brilliant for him. Brilliant for for Celtic as a football club. If they're, they're looking at the model going forward, um, of a moving on at some point. Um, but yeah, he absolutely deserves it as well. He's been playing fantastic this season, and it's good to see him getting the, the international recognition. Yeah, I mean, it didn't go brilliantly no, well in terms of result on the night. But there we go. Any more on the teaser before we move on? We're going as far back as Larson's, Bjorklund's? No, not quite, no. nope. Uh, I mean, for one of the... Mialbe? For... No. For a couple of the Rangers ones, we're probably almost in that... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Rough, okay. rough Larson. Yeah, yeah, Larson era. For one in particular and sort of another one. Okay. Definitely we'll not a drop then, yeah? Uh, no, 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 no. We'll leave that with you. And if you want to hear your question used on the show, it's full time at Clyde One. Dot com. Right, I did say if you head over to the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB, you will see roughly the pots for Germany 2024 because the qualification campaign finished last night. There are playoffs to go, but generally speaking, Scotland will be in pot three. Okay, so pot one, Germany, Portugal, France, Spain, Belgium, England. You need to pick one dream and one nightmare scenario from that. Pot two, Hungary, Turkey, Romania, Denmark, Albania, Austria. One dream, one nightmare. Scotland are in pot three. Uh, and in pot four, interestingly, which doesn't look great for pot four, is Italy, Serbia, Switzerland, uh, and three playoff winners. I don't have anywhere near enough time to run through all the ramifications of the playoffs. Um, but as things stand, what's your dream and nightmare scenario, Kenny Miller? Nightmare would be France, Denmark, Italy. Oh, yeah, that. I mean, I'd be pleased. I'll be pleased to be there at the tournament, but yeah. please no. 
Yeah, no, and I think nightmare. Uh, sorry, dream. I wouldn't mind Spain. Port one again oh, after really? watching Just them. The I, wouldn't okay. I think we've played them. I think the way they play, I think we can make it tough for them. I know Germany are not doing particularly well, maybe Belgium, but I think the knowledge you're playing against them would definitely stand you in good stead. Yeah. Uh, Romania, or Albania, I put two, and obviously you've got the playoff, everything coming. Serbia would be okay as it stands with the ones that are named. The other ones that are not, you're looking at are Iceland and, and Israel. If they were to get through, a lot mm -hmm. Luxembourg would be obviously yep. would be great. Similar, any differences? Yeah. Who's the weakest um, pot one team? Germany, Portugal, France, Spain, Belgium, England. I mean, it's not France, right? I think we'll all agree there. It's not no. Um, again, would you take Portugal? Um, listen, they're all difficult teams mm -hmm. to play. So I think when you look at them with, with Kenny, that you'd be looking at Albania um, in, in pot two and then... But again, that's on paper. That's yeah. like they're all going to be that. That's games. reputationally, isn't it? Because yes. they've done extremely well in no, the qualification, they have. and they, they've, they've actually got good players now as well. So, but you're going to have to play at the top of your game to get results in this tournament. But listen, we've got we've got a very mm. good squad now as well. And when you look at pot four, you're probably not looking at any of the teams that are named at the moment. You're looking at one of them teams that are probably going to come into it through the playoffs. Um, even Italy. That's incredible. The holders are yeah. in a pot four. Um, I mean, they're clearly not in a, a great place. That's why they're there, but pff, still would rather. And Germany's a really interesting one from pot one because they're probably not, they're not as good no. as they were. Obviously, they're not in a great place, but they're the hosts. And you just wonder what yeah. that can do. Um, some great, I mean, lots of you taking part in the response to this, which I appreciate. JD, who's one of these fatalists, I think you, you get that way as a Scotland fan. Absolute cert we get the Italians from pot four. Uh, Frank is on saying that pots two and three look look the wrong way round, which I kind of get. I'd be happy with Belgium or Germany because again, Belgium has their golden generation. Is it start? I mean, Lukaku's scored about forty five goals in this campaign alone. Yeah. Um, but you wonder if their their chance to win one of these has passed them by. It would certainly look like that when you think of the. The Hazard's now gone mm -hmm. uh, and retired, who was an, an incredible player of, the, of that generation. Uh, again, you also, they'll, they'll be looking at injuries to Kevin De Bruyne and where's where he going to be at. They've still got incredible football players, but they're just not in that kind of, maybe at that peak of where they might have been mm -hmm. two, three tournaments ago. But does that suit them a little bit? Well, the pressure's been on yeah. them and they've never performed under that pressure. So again, people were looking at them now and thinking, do you know what, they probably don't fancy them and it might just ease them into to the tournament. But they've they've never produced what we, we fully believe they could actually do within a tournament with the, the players they've got at their disposal. It's funny, especially pot one, right? Because I can see George, whose nightmare pot one is Portugal. Right. Loads of people have got that as the, the dream mm -hmm. pot one. I think most people agree, obviously, that the nightmare from pot four would be would be Italy. Uh, Brendan wants England, Romania, Scotland, Poland. Uh, Kyle's done them both, so he's gone dream draw is Portugal, Albania, Scotland, and a playoff winner. I can get on board yeah. with that. Nightmare, England, Denmark, Italy. Um, I think certainly the, the Denmark-Italy combo from pots two and four... That's the one that's giving you a bit of fear, isn't it? Uh, Dominic's on board with you, Kenny, or whoever said Germany, Albania, Serbia. 
Um, Chancel says Won't matter Only there to make up the numbers That's it That's the spirit Good bit of, <laughs> good bit of optimism You know what I'm actually yeah, not So even the Denmark one As much as I'm putting it Is that Beat them 2-0 the last time they played We've beat them You know yeah. We've played them And we have Been really competitive Against them So I just think that In the last Euros When we played Czech Republic In that first game That was a game We, we, we could have won that yep. You know yeah. and, and we never and it Kind of set the tone I just don't think the squad done themselves justice over the course of that one we're now kind of two years three years further on now so many more caps so much more experience playing at a probably a higher level than what we're playing there as a team so I think we'll be going into it first so even as much as Denmark's the nightmare one it wouldn't completely I wouldn't have no. I wouldn't be going into any real fear or, or trepidation oh that's it we're going to absolutely lose that the Italy one at the end it w- would be you know that is one where you look at if that was your pot four team you're like wow you know I don't think we will get Italy See, I'm going to say that now. <laughs> but if we like if, if we perform to our capabilities, then listen, there's there's no team there. I'm not saying we're going to go out and beat um, all the pot one teams, but we can absolutely give them a game mm. if we're playing at the top of our ability. We've got players now that can hurt teams. We've seen it. Um, so yeah, you know, we've nobody to fear. Not forgiven Italy for the time in your day either. Yeah, it was a it was a I bad day. Like that. That. Yeah, and you know what? And see, you're talking about being competitive. We, we went blow to blow that day. You know, it was a horrific decision that led to. The, I mean, I mean, the draw probably wouldn't mm-hmm. have been enough anyway. I think. Ah, but like, that's forget that. We like the You injustice. never know. We might have nicked a exactly. goal and won it rather than them getting it for that ridiculous. Well, by the way, I see they're still at it. I don't know if it's their fault. See Mudrick the other night, Ukraine. Not seen it. No. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a nailed on penalty, and of course we now have VAR, which yeah. didn't have in that day. Ukraine don't get it right at the end. Italy qualify. Get the big nations in before it is. There you go. The conspiracy. Ah, it's not like the show to deal in conspiracy theories. Um, 2nd of December. That's the day you need Hamburg. 2nd of December starts at 5pm, which means the draw will be completed round about 2 in the morning on Sunday the 3rd <laughs> if these things go the way they usually do. So we'll look forward to it. Let's bring in Sean and Alexandria. How's it going, Sean? I'm not too bad, thank you. What are you thinking tonight then? Well, I'm thinking, what about Kevin Nisbet taking over from uh, Jacob Brown? Yeah, interesting one. Um, where does Lauren Shankland sit in all this, just out of curiosity? Well, I think Lauren's a good player, but I think Kevin would do a better job than uh, Jacob. Kevin Nisbet came on in the last Euros. He, you know, he was the one in that kind of driving seat. He's played 14 times for Millwall this season, you know, as recently t- twice in November um, he's got two goals um, again it, does it feel like because it's not that not that long to go mm-hmm. in, in some respects is he just going to need to have an unbelievable run months from yeah. now on I think he needs to have an incredible six months and it's going to be goal scoring that's what's yeah. probably mm-hmm. going to catch yeah. the eye and he probably needs one of the others not to have a, a good spell as well because he's had the chance to it could have been called Nisbet and it could have been Shanklin he got Shanklin got the nod Jacob Brown's already in the squad yep uh, how do you think he did? I didn't think he'd done great to be honest with you I felt he was quite untidy when the ball went up to him a lot uh, you know he looked as if he's not a lot of game time yep. over the course Agreed. of the, the season which which obviously he's not he just I don't think he looked particularly confident in the in the role Uh I'm I'm a Lauren Shanklin fan. I, I, I couldn't believe it. He never played, got more game time on uh, on Sunday night uh, after getting coming off the bench for a game which was real limited time and, and getting the equaliser. I thought this was the chance to 
to throw them in and, and say, look, you know what, are you going to be able to do it for the start? Are you going to be able to lead the line? Does, uh, does that tell a story that where Steve Clark is with him? Because I find it a strange one as well. I, I feel as if Lauren Shanklin's the one that can get you a goal and I was very surprised on Sunday he didn't play a huge part of the game, yep. but I, I don't I don't really get it. It's a good suggestion, Sean. We'll watch it with interest. Let me apologise. I didn't realise how close we were to the break. Uh, quickly on the teaser anymore. Glenn Kamara? Yes. Stefan Johansson? Yep. El Yunusi? Ooh, interestingly not on this list. I wonder oh, if he didn't get a wild start. Oh, maybe, maybe not then, I. Although I thought he would have. Yeah. Do a steward's inquiry yeah, for you. Don't you worry, yep. and we'll take more yep. calls next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Cammy Bell are here on the usual number. Right, we're asking you for the answers to this teaser. Can you name the last five players from Rangers and the last five from Celtic uh, to be capped for any Nordic nation whilst at the club? So you've got Glenn Kamara, Philippe Hollander, you've got Matt O'Reilly, Christopher Ayer, Stefan Johansson. I will, I will also grant you. Uh, Mohamed El Yunusi. So actually, we're, there's we'll six, six Celtic ones. Um, yeah, what did you get during the break? Lustig. Yes. Flo. Yes. Starfield. Yes. Flying. Okay. Well, you only get two more to get. We'll get them before the end oh. of the show. We'll get them before the end. It's 01419511025. Still time for you to join in and please do now obviously everyone's got a good feel good factor going about the Scotland national team I want to shine a bit of a light into one of the other national teams uh, that's been doing uh, good things Scotland's power chair football team you might be unaware out in Madrid last week for an invitational tournament Spain, Mexico and Scotland they performed brilliantly well five wins and a draw winning the tournament it was only the team's second ever European tournament you may remember we spoke about the first one they had uh, out in Geneva uh, last year and it's always good to shine a light on bits of our game that don't get the attention uh, that they deserve so let's bring in Ethan who's on the line how's it going Ethan? Yeah good Now you're one of the players Ethan I think you captain the team as well is that right? Yeah first time captain um, So tell us about Madrid then how did it go it sounds like you did well Yeah it was really good um, really good experience uh, for the man and just tell us, for, for anyone who doesn't know then, power chair football, if I was to give you 30 seconds to sell it, what was it like? How many players on a team? What What's the format? Yeah, so it's four sides played on like an indoor basketball court. Um, the chairs go very quickly. It's quite similar to the running game. There's uh, one room which is different and that's the two on one wheel. Um, and there's no offside. No offside, you'd like that? I would just stand up front and go watch it. Incredible. Um, and Ethan, tell us a little bit how you know how you get got involved and what what difference power chair football has made to your life. Yes, yeah, so I got involved around ten years ago now, um, and it's been incredible. It's given me obviously the platform to play internationally, but also meet new people in different countries um, who share the same life that they do. Absolutely, and Ryan, I believe Ryan's the coach. You're there as well, Ryan. Is that right? Yes, I am. Yeah. Now, Ryan, you've 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 obviously got the tough job of keeping these, uh, keeping these guys and and um, making sure they're performing the way you want them to. What what sort of difference have you seen this sport make to the lives of the the players under your watch? Oh, it's, it's been incredible. Um, I've only been a uh, head coach for a few months now, 
Um, so we've been working hard in training for the main list competition and then Euros coming up. So it's just about getting them to engage with each other and keep encouraging, keep encouraging each other and just being positive. Um, it's the biggest thing we're trying to do just now. Yeah, because look, there's that competitive element and you want to win and everybody does and, and do the country proud. But Ryan, I wonder if you can sort of sum up to us how important this sport is to, to your players because we, we always talk about the power of football to to various people. But, but naturally, when we're talking about Various para sports and power chair football in, in particular. To try and sum up, like you know, how how big an impact this has on on your players. It's got an incredible impact. Football is in so many people's lives, and for some of these players, they've never had the chance to actually play it. So when they get this opportunity to go and do it and actually excel in it, it's just it's incredible for them. It's also a really high energetic sport for them, so it, it's really stimulating for them, and it just it keeps them going, getting a team environment for them. Um, it's, it's a massive thing within football just in general and for them getting that experience that social side and getting to, to be with other players um, it's just it's so good for them Yeah I was going to say does that have kind of knock on positive effects in, into the, the sort of other areas of their life then in terms of you know maybe dealing with social situations or having maybe you know, maybe a bit of confidence feeling involved feeling included having that, that sense of purpose Yeah definitely yeah it's just like any other any other team sport, you've got your teammates there to support you through difficult times. Um, they're there for you whenever you need and they also lift you up when uh, things are going really good. So we've come back at a club side and everyone's there supporting um, Ethan, um, telling him how like, great he was and, and really boosting him up. And then for anyone else that's got that low time, everyone's there and we pull together. It's like a big family. And Ethan Kenny Miller knows what it's like. What's it, what's it like for you to represent your country? Do you feel proud? Do you get a bit of inspiration from what Steve Clark and the side are doing at the moment? Absolutely. Um, it, there is no feeling that matches it when you're Scotland. Um, it's unreal. I can't imagine. I mean, Ryan, what's the what's the what's the plan then? What's the the schedule looking like? We said doing well out there in Madrid in the Invitational yeah. Tournament. Is it is there? further opportunities to do well on the international stage? Yeah, so we've got a few, we're hosting a couple of tournaments, we've got one um, either going to be the end of March or April and we're hosting it with Spain and Germany and our England development team as well and then we've got two home nations in May for our development squad and our senior squad um, so that's where the two Irish teams and England as well so we've got a, a good battle ahead of us. We're all trying to prepare for the, the Euros in 2025 if we finish within the top five then we get into the World Cup for 2026 Brilliant Well we wish you all the best and I've seen it first hand for anyone who hasn't get down and check it out it is very fast indeed as Ethan says it's fast it's furious the guys very passionate bunch as well so thank you to Ethan uh, and Ryan we wish you both all the best take care Thank you very much And as we said always just like to shine a bit of light onto areas of the game that maybe don't get the attention they deserve and these guys really do deserve your attention uh, and support so well done for Madrid last week and all the best uh, for the future which I think pretty much uh, rounds off the show it was good to end on, on a high there speaking to the guys have you two got any more left in you really you're looking for two of the last five Rangers players to be capped for a Nordic nation whilst at the club the guy who sent the question in who's Gordon DL's unusually large nose on Twitter that's, that's his <laughs> name um, he's sticking up for himself because El Yunusi loans don't count he says so oh, alright okay well, that's fair be, now we know make that um, and there we go so you've got two more two more former Rangers players Henningberg Henningberg is a yes and I'm out Cammy no yeah. I'm I'm toiling at the last one I think do you know what possibly the most obvious is yeah. it well yeah I, yes I would say in, in terms of impact 
on Rangers in this period, I would say so. What kind of period are we talking here? 2000, well his high point would be, was it 2002, three? That's his real high point, I think. Um, 2006, I think Denmark caps around that time, up to that point. Danish. Oh, that, that's what it would be if it was a Denmark camp, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Danish. Uh, oh, come on, come, come on, on Initials. No, no. Yeah, I, I'm toiling. Goal scoring kind of winger. Oh my god, I'm really gone. Case, no? No? It's like Scottish Cup final winners, that sort of stuff. Goals against Celtic. Oh my goodness, I can't even believe it. Signed the wow. same summer as me, Peter Lovenkrantz. Peter Lovenkrantz. <sighs> there we go. Thank you, Kenny Miller. Uh, and Cami Bell that does conclude the show as you can hear you can watch back on YouTube Twitter, Facebook you can listen back whenever you get your podcasts uh, and you can stay right there because Callum Gallagher is up next Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are back at 6 o'clock tomorrow so enjoy the rest of your night